1: Trouble on the drum, beat out old trouble on the drum, and kick all trouble out the door. Beat me and rhythm on the drum, beat me and rhythm on the drum, beat me and rhythm on the drum, and kick all trouble out the door.
2: Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program will be podcasted within the next 24 hours, so if you love the chat, you can listen to it over and over again, late at night, early in the morning, whenever you like. The world's greatest producer... Why do we have wind in the studio, Kelly Whitworth?
0: Oh, there's a draft.
2: There's a draft, is that what it
0: was? <laughs> old creaky studio. I thought that was me. No, no it's the dra- excuse you. You got a bit of wind. A bit exactly. of desolate wind. <laughs> That's what I thought. The desolate wind. Keep it to yourself. Wind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We've
0: yeah. got a lovely guest here too.
2: Every guest is lovely it when is they come true. in. Whether they're lovely when they go out is a different matter. We have somebody's had a shit day. Kate Shaw. Hello,
0: Kate.
2: Hi. Hi. I like that. Hi, folks. Hi, Kate. For somebody who's had a shit day, that is, that is a wonderful bring beginning. bring
0: yourself closer to the microphone? Yeah. I'll bring the mic closer to me.
2: How's that? Oh, we've well, yep. we got a contrarian. A cl- can you
0: come a, t- a bit closer? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. thank you. Okay, we'll, Martin we'll, and Mohammed meeting in the middle. Exactly. I'll fix you up in a sec.
2: Excuse me. I'll
0: fix Kate up with the microphone. We, we, we in don't. A sec. We're not
2: doing euthanasia on the program live. Okay. <laughs> Stop being
1: silly.
2: Well, why? Why are you going to fix up Kate? We haven't even started no, talking to her. Good microphone
0: technique. We want the listeners to have a nice sound in their ears. You
2: That's... want the listeners to have a nice sound. That's your <laughs> well, job. We I, we I don't can. care.
0: We do. We want that, Kate, don't we? Oh yeah. We, <laughs> we don't
2: particularly care, do we, Kate? No. We're, we're just going <laughs> to chat really. to each other for about <laughs> There's no point.
0: Sure, coming if they can't hear. I'm sure, you. nobody's listening anyway. I'm <laughs> oh, sure they are.
2: are you? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've got at least six listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that's australia wide anyway. and there's somebody listening on the world wide web that makes it seven
0: yeah no I'm sure people are I'm just not sure that um I'm the most interesting of your guests so uh, look uh, the great
2: know. thing about radical Australia yeah. is if you, you down, it,
0: the face down, Joey. Oh. Yeah, more like All that. Right, I'm a Poor thing. thing. I, I quite like facing you. Yeah. Oh, wait, you be talking to me,
2: you'll be talking All right, to John. Okay. Yeah. Are you in that seat? Yep. Do you want to do you want to change seats? No. no, you're right. Okay. okay. okay so good. you can tell this is live, can't you? Now, if this was just one of those horrible pre-recorded ABC crap, you you know wouldn't this wouldn't be going on? Now, Kate. Yes. Two good questions. Try. Two questions. Mm. What year were you born?
0: Oh, that's a bit personal.
2: Well, no, no. We just want to. Let our listeners know what kind of period you were born in. You don't have to tell us the exact year if you don't want to.
0: 24th of December, 1960. 60. Yeah, I was a Christmas baby.
2: No, you weren't. Well. 24th, that's not the 25th.
0: Um, <coughs> yeah, very, very, very late at night, oh. early in the morning. Oh, here in but, Melbourne? Yeah. So, Yes.
2: Born in Melbourne.
0: Yes. Mercy maternity? I think it probably was actually. Yeah, everybody used to be born at the mercy of the time Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it was Uh, either that or the Queen Victoria. Yeah, I haven't checked my birth certificate. Yeah, Jesse
2: McPherson. Yeah.
0: No, it was either the Queen Queen Vic Vic or or, or Mercy. Yeah. And we're not Catholics. I think it might have been the Queen Vic actually. Yeah. All right.
2: Oh, that's good. What year were you born? Fifty-one. Mhm. I could be your. No, I couldn't be your father. No. What year were you you born, Kelly?
0: 78 baby. Oh, she, she's a, she's a young thing, you
2: know. Don't That's, you
0: love them when they're young? No. Oh, I do. Oh,
2: they're uppity so and malleable. They're, they're full. No, they're uppity and they're full of, you know, <laughs> ambition and they want to do things. That's
1: why you're always going about, on about wanting to suck the energy out of young
2: people. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a virtual vampire, <laughs> not a real one. Yeah. Now, Kate, what's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth?
0: Oh, cripes. Christ Um, won't help. The first thing I remember, probably the sea. The sea. Yeah. We were were, were coastal um, babies, my Mm -hmm. sisters and I, Mm -hmm. and um, we used to go down to the sea a lot. I remember being... This, my, the first photograph that I'm aware of, anyway, um, is with my two sisters, older sisters, and my mother and me clamped between her knees. Because uh, I always used to run off. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, just I, I ran away all the time. I would run into the sea. I would run into the lake at the botanical gardens. My mother used to bring a change of clothes for me. Just like I would, I would just run off wherever mm-hmm. I could. I ran away mm-hmm. often um and getting into big 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 trouble yeah i was always running
2: did you have the little harness on
0: no no that's no, no, no. a big... like what What, like a dog yeah like a i mean if you're a runner on a, like a kid on a leash yeah no you, my, you just, my she mother she was just a clamped. wonderful person then yeah, did she let yeah. you run away yeah oh well, she just clapped me between her knees Right. and i, and I just struggled to get out
2: ah, yeah. ah. so where was this sea you're in uh, Melbourne, or
0: yeah, it was in Sandringham. Sandringham, yeah, yeah it's yeah, quite a
2: nice stretch of beach there.
0: We're born, we're born, so it was around the Red Bluff. Oh, you know, those so, lovely old cliffs and, yeah, and near the Cerberus. We used yes. to go swim out to the Cerberus right, and right. explore all over, clamber, clamber all over it. Really, you know, because you could, yeah. you could then.
2: You could then, yeah, it was um, wonderful little thing. You know the history yeah. of the Cerberus. Oh. I think I did. You did once. You
0: know, but it's still like, there. Oh, look, so much other stuff comes in. You know, so, stuff at the other end falls out. There's just not enough room.
2: Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, you need to know yeah. the history
2: of the Cerberus. Oh,
0: well, I, as I say, I did, but you know, no, more recent histories have, have, have supplanted the All yeah. oh, right. Okay. I know it's been there for a long time. I know it was a shipwreck, obviously.
2: No, it wasn't a shipwreck. It was so. No, it was sunk there.
0: Was it? On well, purpose, anyway. It was, as, a, as a breakwater. Oh, oh, it was during the Second World War.
2: Mm, it was a breakwater. I
0: did know that. That's right. Yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was But a, anyway, it was a wreck when we was a, were there. It
2: was Australia's first and only naval ship. Is that right? Yeah. It was actually purchased by the Victorian government in 1896 to protect us from the Russians who were going to invade Melbourne. There That's, you go. And there well, you had the cannons at Port Nepean.
0: You clearly do not have enough, like, you know, recent information entering that great head of yours.
2: That's right. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not interested in uh, what's happening now. That's why I'm talking to you. <laughs> no,
0: I'm right. not offended. No, no, I mean,
2: how do I know? I mean, you clambered all over the cerebrus, yeah. you know, and you knew nothing about it. Uh, hopefully, the rest of your life is a bit different.
0: Oh, I'm not sure that it is. Really? Oh. <laughs> Right. I've clambered over a lot of things, uh, not Uluru, I have to say, but I've clambered over a lot of concepts that I probably haven't had much idea of.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that, that concepts is different. This is uh-huh. a physical uh-huh. entity. Let's get back to you, your sisters, mm. your mum. Mm. Was there a dad around? Or? Yes. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah. Yes, there was. Yeah, he was a yeah, fine man. Mm. Yeah.
2: And are they still alive, both of them?
0: No.
2: And, well, well, then you can say what you feel. What did you think of them as parents?
0: Uh I don't really want to go there.
2: That's fair enough. All right, um, let's move let's move but, somewhere but else.
0: Look, I mean I guess I guess it is an interesting you might be aware that they both checked out um, voluntarily about or oh, in fact tomorrow is the anniversary.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't aware.
0: Seventh Seventh anniversary of their suicide.
2: Suicide. Sorry to hear that, Kate.
0: No, it's okay. It's, yeah. um, mm. you know, they're pretty amazing. Mm. It was a, um, you know, we knew that it, they were going to do it. Right. And you probably read about it at the yeah. time, actually. Yeah, most likely, I mean. yeah. And the voluntary assisted dying mm. legislation was going through Parliament right. at that yes. time. I need a hanky.
2: Right. Oh, that's <laughs> t- have you got a hanky there, young? Do
0: you have one? Yeah,
2: no. do. You? Yeah, well, you get a hanky.
0: Isn't it funny? I've uh, been... I'm very, I'm very, um, you know, I'm very reconciled with it, Mm. and I really um, admire their strength in Mm. doing that. I mean, they weren't sick; they were just old, and they didn't like being old, you know. And so they were really brave. And the voluntary assisted dying legislation was going through Parliament, or was actually being discussed at that time. Mm. And so um, (laughs) I don't know that their timing was. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> entirely. No, no, no. Entirely designed no, no. <laughs> to contribute to that debate, but actually, it did. Right. In a really strong way. I did. Um, yes. So you know, they were brilliant. Um, mm. and they were fucking terrors. Um, mm. and uh, seven years. You know, and it's been really tough mm. on my sisters and me. Yes. Um, yes. you know, and 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 a lot of stuff, a lot of death, uh, and 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 terrible sickness. Um. Mm. After that, so my sisters and I have been through a really kind of difficult. I mean, it's funny, you know, because you can talk about this stuff intellectually, and it and it and it's all completely fine, and I defend their decision right down to the line. Um, but I miss them, you know, and it's just that kind of coming yeah. up to the anniversary. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Look, um, yeah, my, my wife for forty years. Died uh, five years ago. Did and, she? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, but, um, you know, you miss people. You can't talk you to do. them. You miss people. That's that's understandable.
0: And it's and it's just, I think it's the anniversary is the only time. Yeah. That, it's actually my mother's birthday today. Right. And they did it you know, the day after her birthday, <laughs> so right. we could celebrate her birthday. <laughs> 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 fucking weird. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. Um, no, but, no. But, um... Yeah, not look. They were fabulous parents. They nice. were they were very smart. Mum mm-hmm. uh, was a biochemist, uh, and dad was a physicist and a meteorologist. Um, and <laughs> curiously, or, or or probably actually makes a great deal of sense. Mum decided to take nembutal, mm-hmm. and my father decided oh, he was a member of Exit International and used to go to the meetings with Nitschke, yeah. um, and uh, <clears throat> and had this kind of um, kind of balloon. Set up with um, nitrogen, gas right. which is painless, and so yes. and I do yoga. So he and I would yoga breathe mm. together to practice. Mm. You know, because you have to like that yes. last breath that comes mm. in has to be a big one. Uh, <clears throat> and then you turn on the gas and you seal the
2: mm.
0: balloon, and, and yes. you know, and it's pretty quick and it's pretty painless. Mm. So you know, they were the reflections of their personalities. Mm. You know, the, the the biochemist and the physicist.
2: Have you ever thought of writing a play?
0: No. I mean,
2: yeah, I'm
0: it could, not be, sure.
2: could be cathartic. Huh?
0: Cathartic. 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 Uh, no, look, I don't need the catharsis. I mean, oh, I, right. okay. and, and, it's, and it's not, I mean, welling up now is, I mean, is, is real. it's really, that, that, it's not that anything's unresolved. Um, I don't need the catharsis in that way. Mm. Uh, but it's just, yeah, look at the anniversary of the death. Um, mm. You know, my mind goes there right. unbidden you know but obviously you know conscious of the fact and and, and i just feel incredibly sad, sad. you know yeah. i mean i miss them because because they were still very smart right i mean they went before they needed to mm-hmm. uh, and that was the whole kind okay. of and that was actually the the substance of our subsequent submission mm-hmm. to the inquiry i yes. mean the into um uh, not the inquiry the um The discussions into voluntary assisted dying dying. because had they known, had they been absolutely confident um, that um, a trigger would have been pulled, you know, when one of them fell or, you know, had a stroke or whatever, that they could then be satisfied that we, their daughters, um, would take matters into our own hands and ensure that they had quick and painless deaths they would have stuck around for probably quite some, some time, time, you know. Yes. I mean, they could have stuck around another 10 years. I mean, mm. you know, you look at mm. the photograph of their last days and, I mean, yes. they're brilliant, mm. you know. So, so there's that really difficult thing. And, I mean, I was angry, you know, at the time, not at them, at the at the fact that they couldn't do that, right? You yes. know, I mean, why couldn't they mm. have clear notice not just that they don't want to be resuscitated, but that when, you know, if and when the time, obviously when <laughs> mm, yes. the time comes that yes. there is some kind of trigger that they are going to get move into that arena of incapacitation, Yes. then why shouldn't their daughters be invested, you know, with, with their written authority and whatever legal authority to administer Nembutal or whatever it is at that point? Right, Mm, Um, mm. and we couldn't do that. We couldn't actually even be with them.
2: No, that's right.
0: At the time, I mean, I got legal advice um, uh, for which they wanted to charge me seven thousand dollars, and so I came back and I said, "Well, okay, give me a categorical Mm. answer for that seven thousand dollars." And I got no reply. So, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I think I know what the answer Answer is. is. So, you know, I mean, but all, all, all of the, all of the bullshit. Yeah. Around, Sorry, things. Around, yeah. around the. I mean, you know, this religiously inspired and mm. religiously inc- controlled. Mm. Um, you know, mm. I mean, it's 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 the superstitions of medieval yeah. inquisitors, right? Mm. That that stop us well, I, from I, I, making these yeah, sorts of I, I decisions. I think. I think.
2: You, just to make you feel better, I had a patient three weeks ago mm. took the option, which your parents' struggles allowed her to die peacefully good so there is a continuing legacy yeah
0: I know
2: from their death
0: yeah I know
2: and we tend to forget that you know as a community that it's all these pioneers irrespective of what the legislation is there's all these pioneers and all these people who've made huge sacrifices in order for certain legislation to go through Parliament to yep. change the lives of everybody.
0: Yeah, and they did have an impact on that. Mm. And, a, and, a, and mm. that is actually a great source of comfort to me mm. All, mm. all the time. But, yeah, anyway, there's still that lovely personal yeah. connection, which which I just yeah. want to say, and, and to your listeners as well, yeah. don't, don't be distressed about this because mm. every time I feel sad, it, I mean, I just think it's... Um, you know, it's a reminder of how much, yes. w- w- you know, we all loved each other. Yep. And, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. Right.
2: <laughs> so obviously being been uh, educate, educated professionals. Uh, that yeah. they have any ambitions for young Kate?
0: Oh. Do you go through this line of questioning no. with all your guests?
2: No, no. Yeah, it does. Sometimes. sometimes Kelly's nodding. <laughs> no, 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 sometimes. Um... I mean, you know... Um...
0: Uh, yeah, look, they were pretty uh, controlling. <laughs> they wanted us all to be scientists because mm-hmm. they were scientists, yeah. right? And so um, we all just went off the rails, really. Did you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you were born in 1960. Yeah, we were.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, no, we, um, we were pretty wild. So uh, did you finish
2: yeah. high school? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I finished high school... I um, did an undergraduate degree, did a master's, did a PhD, um, but but you know there was a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll along the way, particularly. (laughs) You're kidding. Particularly in the um, in in my later teens, and Mm -hmm. so my my academic education came quite late. Um, Later
2: on, yeah, yeah. When you realise that the sex, drugs, and rock and rolls not to be an end all of life.
0: Well, it could have been. <laughs> it
2: could have been the end of life. I agree, but
0: <laughs> curiously enough, you survived. I survived it. That's yeah, right. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I went and did a uh, uh, my masters um, in my early thirties.
2: Mm, what was that about?
0: Um, it was about the gentrification of the Melbourne inner city, and specifically St Kilda.
2: You're kidding. No, St Kilda's gentrified.
0: (laughs) So I was living there at the time. So I mean, after a pretty wild um, late teenage and early twenties years, where um, you know a lot of post punk, you know, a lot of serious shit going down in St Kilda. I mean, like you know, I used to hang around with you know, there was the post punks in in Nick Cave. There was a whole you know, there was a whole kind of group. Mm. Or gave a hip seat each other, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> um and and you like to share, that's why. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, we like to share. Um but um by the oh, what was it? By the sort of late mid to late eighties, um, I come back from New York, uh, which was pretty wild. Um and moved into a flat in St Kilda um, on the Upper Esplanade, which just happened to be the Mandalay Flats. Oh, not the Mandalay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, look, it was an interesting time mm. for me personally because I was withdrawing from heroin um, and and withdrawing from that lifestyle, and it was a weird thing to do, huh? Go move into St Kilda in those
2: when you are withdrawing from heroin.
0: Yeah, and I um, I gave it a lot of thought actually. Mm. And and I figured that I would probably be better off uh, in a place where there was a lot of social interaction, where there was a, a a lot of things available to me. You know, had I been stuck out in in the sticks, I don't think I would have pulled through. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it happened, um, oh look, I mean, the community at Mandalay was you know magical. I mean, we we all just became. Close friends you know it was cheap rent, like the my, I moved into this two bedroom flat uh, on the ground floor of Mandalay with the sea views. It was eighty dollars a week yeah. in rent um <clears throat> and everybody who was living there was th- there for the similar reasons See, you nice. know everybody had a history, mm. everybody had a story, everybody had a you mm. know some kind of darkness or or, or they were just like insanely talented and 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 doing wonderful stuff. Like Maggie Fook, who was one of our neighbours, who you know was a filmmaker, landscape architect, you know, entrepreneur extraordinaire. I mean, there was you know Russell Porter was mm. um, lived upstairs He would made um, a lot of um, really wonderful documentaries about South America and Cuba, mm. in particular. So I mean, I learned a lot about you know Cuba um, in, in in those days. Um yeah you know, they were, we were all just sort yeah. of wild and, yeah. and just, everybody just, was living there th- on cheap, cheap rent, rent yeah. through circumstance because they just really couldn't afford it or through choice right because they had other stuff that, that mm. they wanted to do um and they didn't want to have a you know a serious like job that would pay a higher rent so they were at the lowest rent that they mm. could find
2: So how how hard was it for you to break the heroin habit?
0: Ah uh, uh pretty pretty difficult um mm.
2: could you explain to people why it's difficult? A lot of people seem to have no understanding
0: well um
2: I think oh well, you know you can you started it you can stop it
0: oh well, I guess there are um there are multiple aspects to it, but um I was. In living in New York, and the guy that I was with was um, in a f- far worse way than me. And he came back to Melbourne. He flew back, and I decided not to go with him because I just thought this was you know it was it was a interdependent and, and sort of toxic relationship. We were never going to get out of if we stuck together. He came back. I waited and waited and waited until things were looking better for me, which they did not. Uh, so I booked a flight and I booked. The flight home was via Hawaii. So weird, given what I know about Hawaii now. uh, Anyway, maybe we'll get there. (laughs) We probably won't. (laughs) Um, We can
2: can always do part two, (laughs) Kate. So don't relax. Relax, if we don't finish today, we can always book you in the future. We do that with interesting guests, Uh, and you're beginning to join the interesting guests. Beginning. Uh Yeah, beginning, Uh, beginnings.
0: Um, but anyway uh, so I stopped in in Hawaii for three weeks and I just went down to the beach and I lay on the beach uh, and I was sick 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 I couldn't sleep my legs were terrible I, and I just used my innate and natural laziness to not try to find any relief I just lay on the beach and swam and didn't talk to anybody didn't just allowed myself to sink, I think, mm, into yes. my body. Mm. You know, and 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 water was amazing for that. Uh, and that was all I did. <clears throat> I didn't even drink. Um, I just I would just stay on the beach until I was you know and swim until I was exhausted, and then I would go up to the hotel and sleep. Did that every day for three weeks, and then I thought, okay, I'm, I'm probably f- safe in the kind of physical zone. And the lifestyle thing is another thing entirely, right? I mean, how do you break those? So, look, it's a long and complicated story, but basically, I cut off all ties. I um, I made sure that Mm. none of the people that I used to hang around with knew where I lived, and I'd been away for you know a while, so it wasn't that difficult. Mm, But it was, you know, look, it was hard. And so in Mandalay, there would be nights when I would just, like, be climbing the walls and... By then, I knew enough people in the flats that I would, you know, if somebody's lights would be on, I'd just go up there and bang on the door and just say, give me whiskey or whatever, you know. Mm, <laughs> I mean, yes, I mean yes. just people who knew what I was going yeah, through, and, you it. know, and we would drink, we would just, you know, <laughs> we, would find, yeah, yeah. we would find, you know, whatever, you know, we smoked, we'd just, you know, we'd just whatever. do whatever yeah. we could to kind of keep my mind off it. Mm, mm. And it was, I mean, you know, mm. I, I mean, I know it sounds kind of ridiculously romanticizing, but, you know, that place saved my life. Well, so um, nice?
2: it's not ridiculous, not romantic. it's just a fact. Well, as far as you're yeah. concerned, it's it's a fact.
0: Yeah. The Common
2: Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates, and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion, and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org.
1: Commons Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter.
2: You're listening to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial. This program is streaming on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. I want to get back to your um, Masters and the gentrification of St Kilda. What what were your um, findings?
0: So... What year was this, roughly? What years? Eighty six, eighty seven. 86, 87 mm. uh, was when I was living there. The Masters – when did I write my Masters? Uh, my 30s, early 30s. Yeah, no, it's like early 90s. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I mean, I, we were living in Mandalay and uh, the Esparte Hotel it was our lounge room. You know, which is, yeah. you know, that whole kind of, you know, most, Same, yeah. mo- most of your listeners, I'm sure, will be familiar with that kind of sense of, you know, I mean, again, look, it was sex, drugs and rock and roll, just, you know, it just wasn't hard drugs. <laughs> right. Um, and there was a lot of beer um, and, and there was a lot of pool played. And, and a, lot of <laughs> a lot of soggy carpets. A lot of soggy carpets, a lot of music, mm. you know, I mean, and, and it was, um, and again, you know, it's, the, the tendency is to romanticize it. But the fact the fact is, we all just had a lot of fun. Um, cheap rent, cheap beer, cheap—you know—and and, and and you know—and that lovely kind of time in your late twenties. Okay,
2: I hate to be difficult. Mm. Findings.
0: Oh, well.
2: <laughs> of your bar, you look. You've spent all this time doing your masters, which has been folded away somewhere. Nobody's looked at it since.
0: Oh, they have actually. Well, they've they've tell, us,
2: well tell us why they looked at uh, it. No, no,
0: no. Oh. But, but but no, but this is important. This mm. is an important part. So. It, and, then, and then the whole thing becomes political, right? right. So the stock market crash occurs in 1987 and, um, you know, the global stock market crash. So a lot of money is pulled out of markets and goes into the built environment. So that was the first thing that started getting me interested in processes broader than just that which I experience, you know, personally experience. It's like, mm-hmm. why? How, how, yeah. how come all of a sudden there's this wave of money coming into development uh, projects in St Kilda? So they wanted to pull down the Mandalay Flats and build a 13-storey high-rise luxury uh, apartment block. The SB became the subject of, you know, I mean, what? If, what I can't even remember now. Like they wanted to build a 50-storey. That's right, yeah. International Hotel oh, yeah. and, and and all over St Kilda um, were projects and, and applications being made at that time, and so I kind of got swept up into the politics of, of that whole thing, mainly because we were wanting to defend the place where we lived and the place where we drank, right? So it started off being a very kind of personal thing. And and I remember at the time, you know, I mean, people going, ah, oh, you're just protecting your own turf, you know. I mean, there was, a, there was a very hard left and very cynical take on what we were doing, which I think in retrospect was completely justified because we were. Um, but we had a, uh, a, a, a good political sort of education in those days. There was a lot of older... Councillors, I don't know if any of your listeners would know Jack Downey and John Broderick and Mm. Jeff Lyons and all these guys. Mm. This
2: was pre amalgamation, wasn't
0: it? Well, 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 pre amalgamation. Yeah, and that that,
2: that was the strength of it. You had a lot of local councils which had to interact with their local constituents, had to interact. Williamstown Council was a radical council in terms of public housing. That's right. The St. Kilda Council.
0: So, so those guys educated mm. us a mm. lot. You know, I mean, we had fantastic discussions down the pub about, you know, what we were really doing. And they, were, I mean, they were educating us and it was mm. beautiful. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, and then they, uh eventually get, got elected onto council in the Turn the Tide movement, which was against the conservative, you know, clean up the streets of the prostitutes, pimps and poofters, which is what one of the CEOs at the time had said. Prostitutes, um, pimps, pimps and poofters. poofters. You know, got oh. to clean, clean them up and get, you know, yeah, well, get, des- get you, you desirable. You
2: really need yeah, things yeah. to roll off the tongue, you know, as, <laughs> yeah. as an election.
0: <laughs> it wasn't you know, bad. You know. he, came, he came up with it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm
2: saying. He came up with it. It's very nice. You know, it rolls off the tongue. It's easy to say. Yeah, it sticks in the mind, um,
0: but but the thing, and, and so we were we formed Save St Kilda, um, mm. which really meant save us, <laughs> um, and uh, we were kind of like the ginger group to turn the tide. Um, so turn the tide actually, you know, seemed like a bunch of very intelligent, measured, um, and, and relatively moderate. People, nice people, nice people, working up the right channels. Oh yeah, they, and they owned their own homes as mm. opposed to us scumbag renters who you mm. know just really mm. didn't give a oh, shit. nothing's changed, you know. Yeah, well, right, you're still actually,
2: scumbags anyway. if you're renting.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and we're still scumbags actually, even though <laughs> most of us aren't renting. But anyway, um, <clears throat> um, inheritance helps a lot. Oh, it's it really does, good. Yes. Um but But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so. So they turned the tide, got onto the council, and they wanted to change a whole lot. They tried to tried to turn a whole lot around uh, in terms of development applications and um, <clears throat> and gentrification. They instituted the St Kilda Housing Pro- uh, Program, which was the first community housing association to be developed by a council by a local council in Australia. So you know they they, they got a really they 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 made a lot of really interesting and important initiatives, but they weren't able to really turn around the fortunes of mm. this place once it had kind of been registered as a place to gentrify so what interested me more than anything was okay, you can have a populace that overwhelmingly elects a progressive left wing council um and there was a labor government uh in power at the time kane and you know kane and mccutcheon uh had done more for um housing probably you know community housing more than public housing um mm. <clears throat> but you know, similarly, you know more than any other labor government <laughs> had done um you know for, for for many years federally or state um so that's a funny thing to say because they hadn't been around for very long there's labor governments anywhere but anyway (laughs) but anyway so 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 i was very interested in this idea that there could still there could be this popular control and yet when it came to actually um working against the forces of capital for want of a better mm. expression, mm. they were powerless. Oh, well, they were. Um,
2: Councils are powerless.
0: And so that was my mm. thesis. My, yeah. So my, my, my findings were, mm. um, oh, I can't remember, it was something about the, you know, the global processes of, of, of gentrification and my findings were basically that the state um, can facilitate uh, the process but it really can't do much to mitigate um <clears throat> the the impacts of capital i thought that was really interesting you know this idea of you know all this wonderful creativity being celebrated and you know cheap rents and you know social interactions and mm. all of this thing all of these things being commodified completely mm. and of course these are in that kind of um in the essence the antithesis to the gentrification process and yet they became so swiftly absorbed well, into that process well, you know, you, that know that's,
2: you know that's our fault you know that you're you you're young you are not, not old enough to remember the referendum in 1974 no the referendum in 1974 which was carried out by the whitlam dead labor government which was to which was designed to give local government autonomy from the state parliament. Because, see, local governments, as you realise, are creatures of state parliament. Absolutely. And they can be...
0: Or the constitution. Yeah, yeah. well... The state constitution. Uh, yeah. They're not recognising the federal constitution.
2: Not, so they wanted to be recognised as, as a separate entity, as our third level of government, and the Australian people voted it down. That's right. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, 1974. Oh, yeah. And, then, and then, obviously, when this is happening, you've got amalgamation from the Kennett regime when they... Amalgamated all the local councils.
0: Was that referendum held uh, at, at, on Goff's re election, on Whitlam's re election? Yeah, 74.
2: Mm. There were a number of. I was, around,
0: I, was, I was old enough to know Rebo- that yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was 13. Yeah.
2: But... yeah, but uh, I mean, people just didn't think of it as important. No. I mean, today, you've got a local yeah. council that doesn't. Tread water yeah. properly, well, it gets cancelled yeah. It's simple yeah, that's look right. look at the area council currently is under a lot of pressure.
0: do you know look i i I don't know that I did actually um incorporate that line of thinking or argument into my master's mm. thesis, but I'm not sure had I really engaged with that concept that I would have agreed that it would have been mm. substantially. <clears throat> change, well, um um well, it, di- diff- different. Well, what, I mean again, I mean it's like well, di-
2: what, I mean it just, doesn't have to be different, but it, it did mean there would have been an option that the local yeah. government didn't have to fear the state government closing it down because it was
0: that's right. uh, policies which were that's different right. and that's that, right. that's
2: the dilemma today. That's right.
0: It just would have happened in different ways. Yeah, so it what, would have happened in more subtle ways. But yeah, I mean I mean yeah. it, you know again, against the um, you know the mm. <clears throat> the industrial corporate you know development complex there's really um, mm. not much that any government could so, do. So are think. you
2: still living in St Kilda?
0: No, I moved out of St Kilda in after 94, after oh, the amalgamations questions. actually. It was just too horrible. Yeah. Um, so the councils were sacked. Um, it, it appointed commissioners um, and they were just dreadful people, men. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> women, and women. Yeah, in St Kilda it was a man. It was a woman um, in
2: Richmond. Can I yeah. tell you a, a funny story? Yeah, go on. It's really funny. And I don't, I don't repeat it often because it's tragic, really. Mm. See, i had been an activist, in, a local activist in Richmond because I lived there for over two decades. Mm. And when they amalgamated the councils, uh, a few of us organised a public meeting against amalgamation. And the commissioner, who was a woman at that particular point in time, I've forgotten who she was, um, was invited to the meeting. And we, my friend and I, we did a resolution... To open the um uh, what's what's the word the um, oh, I lost the word uh, a resolution to chair the chair would be elected from the people, right there are about four five hundred people in Richmond town hall mm. uh the the commissioner took the chair and put an opposite motion to the people. And these are people we've known and work with for years. To uh, expel us from the meeting, and our fellow activists and community activists voted to expel us, and that's when I left Richmond six months council, later. People on the
0: council voted. Well, to well
2: they, these are the, these are the people from the community because the council had been dissolved. This was a community meeting. Wow! Because they 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 were told basically that if if Richmond makes a lot of noise they're going to suffer, Mm. you know, as a community. And we were expelled from that meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was happening all around the place, you know. There's a lot of pressure being put on communities to knuckle under.
0: Absolutely. There's the Great Wall of, of Yarra. Mm. Uh, that was That was introduced momentarily yeah. I think they 've demolished it now, but mm. well yeah I mean you know they and, and it's of, very, very they 're afraid a, of anarchists well
2: um, more, we, well we were more, we were more radical activists, whatever we were we were community of, activists, I know that, but yeah. the fact is when your own community turns against you yeah. and you 've worked with them for so many years yeah. on so, so many projects, it can be heart rendering yeah. and i 've never forgiven Richmond oh Sorry, yeah, I can and now it's I totally gentrified. You yeah. go down to no, Richmond, it's hundred percent it, yeah. gentrified, yeah, yeah. like St Kilda.
0: Well, actually, well, I St I, Kilda isn't. Well, look, I mean, again, you know, uh, I mean, evolution is a really interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, not no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and not that this is, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to draw any kind of ecological metaphor, but, but. Um, but Bridge Road and, and Swan Street at the moment are going through some terrible times. I mean, they've been empty. You mm. know those, those crappy shop fronts that mm. <clears throat> that maximised rent um, and brought in you know shit stuff from you know all over the world to mm. to sell at um, Even still, even still, still extortionate prices mm. um, for what they are, although mm. although although cheap um you know for for what we're used to in 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 melbourne and in australia but uh, so many of those businesses are folded and and a lot of those landlords are now really having to grapple um with the consequences of their greed uh so it's going into another phase I'm, i i wouldn't call those streets so strip shopping centers anyway gentrified at the moment i think there's something else going on um <clears throat> which we can talk about later. But anyway, so yeah, look that was I mean it was about the I mean the, the thesis was about the you know, the commodification of culture. Um and and mm. and the um the economic processes yeah. that that influence mm. Mm. Ins- influence the cultural processes and so, you know, I mean I guess I was sort of buying into that debate that was going on at the time about, you know, is it the economics or is it the culture? And and my and my analysis was a Marxist analysis on the basis of the education that I'd received in St Kilda down the pub. At <laughs> a very poor education. Look, right? It was a fine education. A very thing, poor very
2: education. And
0: and um, and we kind of kept on going. You yeah. know, what I mean, so 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 the work.
2: So what do you mean you kept on going? I mean, you left St um, Kilda.
0: Left St Kilda, but just because I couldn't um, bear to. Uh, you know, see so much of the Turner yeah. tides work get dismantled. Um, and so I went off to see the world and got as far as Richmond.
2: You um. <laughs> went off to see the world again. <laughs> and to learn a little. So, so where, where did you go? Look, uh, I've I made an executive decision. Sorry here, Kelly. We'll need to do a part two yeah, next year. Yeah, we might need year. to do a part Yeah, this, two. this yeah. poor old cat has got, got a lot. Su-
0: after the summer, I reckon. After
2: the summer, yeah. We'll do yeah. It. Can we'll you
0: come th- back in after the summer? No, we'll do a so. part part. Yeah, I, I think I'm we're not going to finish. We're
2: not going to finish. Because I'd like to... You know, I'd like to end on a high note. Tell <laughs> us about your trip—the second trip overseas.
0: Oh well. Oh no, I've done lots of trips. Since. I mean, lots. Yeah. Well, can
2: I ask you a personal question? <sighs> nobody listens. You told me nobody listens to the program.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. How do you make a, a buck during this okay. period apart from inheritance?
0: So, <laughs> the inheritance bought the house. Um, um, bless them, bless them, those those parents of mine. Um, <clears throat> but. Uh, uh, Oh, look, the easiest way to, to explain what I did then and what I, how I made a buck was I went from my master's at RMIT to um, uh, I had a teaching scholarship with, you know, Margot Huxley and, you know, if you, you remember Margot... From, you know, from all yeah. those academics yeah. uh, you know, in the late 90s. Explain
2: to people who Margot was.
0: Margot was an amazing, still is, um, an amazing uh, professor who ran the sort of urban studies and social theory program at RMIT in the 90s. So that was where I learned all about Harvey and, you know, these analyses analyses of circuits of capital and so when I talk about the money switching from markets into the built environment and, and, and so on. I mean that's all you know sort of Marxist <clears throat> analysis that was breathed new life into by David Harvey who's a you know a very well known social theorist and geographer based in uh, America. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so Margot introduced me to all of that and so yeah, first I did a great dip. Then I, did a, uh, then I did the Masters. Then I um, went on to Melbourne Uni to do a PhD. And the reason why I did that was because during the 90s, I'd been working in the uh, St Kilda Community Centre. So I'd kind of gone from theatre and music and, and sex, drugs and rock and roll to working in the community centre and, and, and mainly working with people who were being kicked out, trying, like advocating on their behalf um, <clears throat> to make sure that they didn't tr- first to, just prevent them from getting kicked out, or from trying to get the best possible conditions <clears throat> from the owners if, if they were going to get kicked out, kicked out and then looking at rehousing. Um, so, 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 who funded that? The state government, right? <clears throat> so. That was that was the St Kilda Community Centre, so that was all state funding, for, mm-hmm. you know, housing department, um, right. And 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 community development and mm-hmm. so on. So when Canit got in, um, the RUG was completely pulled out from that sector. So I had been working with the urban Regional Housing Council as well in, as part of my role at the St Kilda Community Centre. Um, <clears throat> and by the end of my studying period, uh, and I was being paid there to teach while I was studying, there was no community sector left to go back to. Um, so I didn't have a job right. uh, anywhere. Um, so you, you weren't
2: blacklisted, were you?
0: Well, not from the... I mean, there wasn't a community sector. Um, so
2: you just destroyed the community sector. That's
0: <clears throat> it. They, they. I mean, they destroyed the community sector. I mean, um, I mean, like, I don't think there was much love lost between no. me and Robert McClellan. No. We shared the stage together a few times, but mm. blacklisted. I mean, he didn't stop talking to me. Um,
2: yeah, but I mean, in terms of employment with uh, state government agencies.
0: Oh, I wouldn't have been employed with... I mean, no, I, I, didn't, right. I didn't. People know. don't understand. I, oh.
2: I, want, I want to make this clear to people. People <clears throat> oh, okay. think that if you're an activist... No, this is Australia, you got freedom of speech, you don't pay a price. Obviously, people do pay a price because they're frozen out of uh, uh, employment in many areas where they can be very useful.
0: Well, I wasn't thrown out of the... No, no frozen uh, out, frozen mm, out. I wasn't frozen frozen out of mm. the community sector, mm. which was funded. It was just that the community sector itself was decimated. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so at that point I decided to uh, go and do a PhD at Melbourne Uni in social theory and urban planning. Excuse because me,
2: Because excuse me. Does it have a title?
0: What? Well, the
2: PhD? Every PhD's got a title.
0: The title of the...
2: Of the PhD? PhD. Mm.
0: I can't remember. It's called Room to Move.
2: Room to Move.
0: Right. The, what was it? It was something about the politics of alternative cultures right. in capitalist society or, you know, some, mm. I don't know, some suitably bloody up myself. Right. <clears throat> tired, as you would <laughs> do in the early Room 2000s. No, to- oh, well, yeah, well... <laughs> Um, and
2: room to move.
0: Yeah, but but it was it was looking, look, again, it was sort of looking mainly at this d- dynamic. But of, this this
2: is after you came of, back from overseas. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But well, where
2: did you go? You never answered that question. You uh, kind of jump and, you uh, know, yeah. I mean, we, we want some hope. You where some did holi- you
1: go? Holiday anecdotes.
2: Exactly, and yeah. Oh. yeah. We, we haven't got the slides. Well. And why?
0: Well, I was travelling, I was going a lot to um, uh, to Europe. Uh, especially to Germany uh, and Berlin, partly because I had friends there, partly because my sister was by that time um, a concert violinist in Bavaria. Um, And and it was sort of through my experiences in London and Berlin in those years that made me start thinking about the politics of alternative cultures, right? So it was kind of a hark back to the... Masters. Well, well,
2: yeah, well, let's, let's go back to Berlin, because obviously obviously, Berlin is Berlin. Yeah. And the people of Berlin call themselves Berliners before they're German. Yes,
0: they So do. tell
2: us, what, what culture did you find there that was different to what you'd experienced in St Kilda or Australia?
0: Um, oh, so powerfully not prepared to put up with any shit. Mm-hmm. Do you know, really tough... Um, I mean, and even when you get into discussions about, you know, um, know, the extent of of the viability of reform, for example, you know, they are just like, no, Mm. you know, you don't compromise. Mm. Um, and, And it's that really uncompromising stand that came up time and time again that maintained that cultural oomph. Um, you know, and all the illegal mm. clubs and all mm. that stuff that it still does. But even then, that started to become under the same sorts of pressures, right, that I was talking yes. about earlier in St Kilda. And so that then essentially formed the basis of my PhD. Right. Yeah. So then, look, there was a lot of travelling to really cool places um, <clears throat> during my during my, during my my studies. But it was also, it was, you know, it's, it's hard work, actually, really trying to write something that's coherent and analyse it. And so I had this kind of thing of I would go into a retreat – of, like, writing, you know, hard um, and then go out and kind of join the barricades and somewhere at or all or go mm. back right. to these places that invigorated me. And, but ultimately, I guess I've always wanted to bring the, um, the the fruits of my work and, you know, for want of a better idea that, you know, the evolution of my sort of intellectual um, passage back here you know Melbourne is my home Mm -hmm. and so i've always wanted to kind of bring it back here and say you know these things can be done so i mean it all actually comes back to that that same um time in st kilda where you know it was life-changing um and i guess that's the point of this story And, and how and how can we continue to enable those kinds of places and that kind of interaction and culture to um, to develop and how can we nurture these things I mean in, in, in this in this kind of world of developers <coughs> completely riding rough, sh- rough shod and state and council <coughs> um, planning advisors. Completely accepting the logic of, you know, neoliberal economics. As, as, as I mean, like, what, how, how, how can we make that different? How can we continue to argue uh, and bring in those voices that say, no, that's not the only way.
2: You think it's possible? Yes. I mean, I despair. I walk out of this studio and I go out into Smith Street <laughs> and I remember Smith Street forty-five years ago. No, look at Smith Street today and, and I despair. Yeah. There is, isn't that culture. But, it's not there.
0: Uh, look, it is there. It still is there. and It still is there in Gertrude Street too. And we can continue this discussion or maybe we kick it off, you know, the next time I come in with that question because um, it still is there. There are still elements of it everywhere. And and there's a lot of reasons for that. There's still an in, a strong Indigenous um Community and, and 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 cultural community mm. here. but, th- but yeah? th- th- there are still there are still lots of properties that were brilliantly um, taken into uh, communal hands, like the very building that we're sitting in. Right, I mean that was bought bought. This building was bought by yeah, we're
2: a, an exception
0: by a visionary management. Um, decision at three CR in the seventies. Yeah, it was
2: bought because obviously we didn't want to pay rent. It was-
0: yeah, uh, 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 and it stays here, right? And there's a lot of buildings like that from Mesa, which is you mm. know like going to permanent is permanently um, indigenous property, even though it's still owned by the state. I don't think it'll ever be removed from that community to, to the print workshop. To, you know, I mean, there's a lot of. Around here, yeah, but this is a
2: microcosm of Melbourne. We've got five and a half million people. Yeah, uh, you don't see this anywhere. Well, maybe you may see it in one or two other inner suburbs. But this this culture that you discovered in Berlin, mm. we don't have it here. How do you think it can be c- created?
0: We don't have the history that they've got. We can't mm-hmm. ever create or recreate a culture that hasn't mm-hmm. bubbled up. But what we do have here is a lot more valuable than you're giving it credit for. And I think that Gertrude Street and Smith Street around here particularly and the public housing blocks and so on form um, the, the basis of an argument for a very different way of approaching planning and financing, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, public financing. Mm-hmm. Um, that could produce quite a different kind of world if the political will were there, and that's a really lame point to...
2: Well, the political will is not there, is it? No. I mean, as far as this (coughs) particular so-called socialist left Labor government is concerned, which is full speed of privatisation.
0: And and, and what I'm talking about, the benefits and the positives about it are actually a consequence of people taking matters into their own hands, and that's what the Berliners do. So... I might just leave it there. All
2: right. Well, let's let's get back to you, all right? Let's <laughs> get back to you. All right. So what are your plans for the future?
0: Well, I'm summer, writing... The summer period <laughs> before you come <clears throat> back. I'm, I'm writing a book from the latest research um, project that I was funded by. Also, just I, I got a series of research grants from the Australian Research Council after mm-hmm. my PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, I'm writing a book for out of the last... Research grant, um, which is looking at waterfront developments, and making a sort of an international comparison Mm. of um, those. That sounds productive.
2: We're going to have another docklands on docklands, aren't
0: we? It's a a, (laughs) this. This is an an analysis of docklands, and again, it all starts there, right? And it actually ends up in Berlin Mm. um, with their waterfront. So it's a comparative analysis, and I'm working on that. And the publication date has been pushed back about five hundred times, and it is currently. End of 23rd, uh, end, end, end of um, 2020, 23, next mm-hmm. year. And mm-hmm. I plan to have the manuscript ready for submission by about the end, middle of next year. So have
2: you got a publisher? Yeah. Oh, well, that's excellent. Have you yeah, a, a, publisher? a very
0: kind publisher, a very patient publisher. Well, if you put <laughs> it back... The so, has if you put put it back for so long. Seriously, it's been oh. put back about five times. Uh, I mean, um,
2: as you realise, being a, uh, a researcher and academic, original thought is very difficult.
0: <laughs> it's not easy.
2: It's easy to think something. It's oh, another thing putting it on
0: paper. And that's another thing. Putting yeah, it down yeah. is the hard bit. And yeah. reading it again and going, Oh fuck, that's boring. Yeah. How can you get it interesting Steve, again? That's right. So and one
2: question I'd like to ask you, when you yeah. were in Berlin doing your PhD, mm. did you ever get any phone calls from your supervisor saying, Kate, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually at one point she was there with me. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We had a lot of fun. All right. That's
2: excellent. That's the good that's a good way. Have your supervisor yeah. with you, no problem there. Yeah. Well, Kate Shaw, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We make no apologies for what's happened during the hour <laughs> and we look forward to seeing you in a few months' time after the summer break. I mean, unfortunately this program, believe it or not, is popular and we're booked out for ages. But early yeah. next year, we'll bring you on. Again, because I really want to look at this PhD and I want to look at this book and I want to look at your plans for us, for us mere mortals, us cynical, resigned people out there. You know, I'll
0: look forward to it.
2: Thank you very much, Kate. Thank you very much, Kelly.
0: Become a 3CR subscriber today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03 9419 8377. Be a part of your community radio station. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of
1: independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.